Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. Am I okay? Is it like weird to look at my phone at random? Places? Absolutely not. Okay, so it's just that's chill. what we read of. You know, we've got we got video proof enough to see yeah. what, to see who's who in it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, we should do a challenge. He's gonna pick up their phone first. Probably, you know what? I'll turn it off like this, fam. Okay. Hannah, you ready? Yeah. Yes. I'm oh, ready. Ready. Just ready. Take a little girl. Okay. Cool. Um, yo, 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 welcome back to the My City Podcast, episode thirty-four. Mad love to everyone that's tuned into our past episodes. Um, you've got your boy Big Sam on the mic. Well, go on. You got your boy Ire. How's well, it going, people? How's it going, people? And you got the beautiful, the superstar, Miss Hannah Ajala. How you doing, V? Shaking. <laughs> oh my god, I'm good. You good? Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Great. Um, for coming on. Great. I love the vibes. I literally feel like I'm at home. Yeah. On my sofa. Love that. Chilling with the boys. Love that. Love that. Love Cheers. That. <laughs> Where are you from? Hackney. Born and bred. I know. I don't say what you're going <laughs> to say. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Hackney, yeah. Obviously, but you know, like, what's the interior of houses like in Hackney? Are they like this chilled, you know? Uh... That's a very good question. You know what? Because it's basically gentrification central now. You can get a bit of everything. Live, so. live. We'll, we'll, we'll get onto that we'll whole get, travel we'll stuff. And, um, if you haven't already, if you haven't already, tune into episode 33, mm-hmm. where we had um, uh, Sledge, Adrian Redman, professional boxer on to talk about what it means to be an athlete in the black community what it means to her what it means to challenge challenge channel all your inner energy in a positive way as opposed to doing counterproductive things you know challenging channeling any inner frustration or any inner desires in a positive manner constructive in boxing what it means as an athlete to stay on top we spoke about like in the whole aj situation how he got knocked out and um cool yeah and so today um as you've guessed, if you know Hannah already, we're going to focus largely on the topic of traveling, um, particularly as um, black individuals from the UK. So, you know, the benefits of traveling, why it's important. Maybe if you're like me, that's only been to a handful of, I don't even know how many countries. You've been like two countries, isn't it? I've been, 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 I think Amsterdam. Amsterdam's not a country, B. Amsterdam. Okay, <laughs> Holland then. Um, Spain. Mykonos, which is Greece. Up until, okay. up until, like, like, I was calling it Mkhitaryan, but that's another thing. <sighs> and then, I think, wait, I've been like five or six. Yeah, it's not good, but we'll get onto that. Yeah, and essentially, we're going to talk about how international experiences can better us as people and how we can leverage that, you know, whatever we gain from traveling internationally to better our community. Mm-hmm. And then and following on from that, uh, we also talk about how travelling can affect us, but better us individually, the black people, and also positively and even negatively, as we've seen, you know, a couple of videos recently of people going away on Barcelona and we see that how, you know, due to certain misbehaviours, it then comes back as if the black community in general can't mm. travel. So we're going to talk about mm. whether that conception is actually true or is a misconception mm. and, you know, ultimately whether travelling is good or not. Mm. So mm. leading on from that, Sam. Cool. So start to start off with, um, why do people travel? What is you know this benefit of traveling? Like, you know, I'm at work and 
I'll be speaking to a lot of individuals of the Caucasian nature and you know they'll be speaking about all the millions and hundreds of countries that they visited and mm. you know so it seems like it's very much something that's ingrained in their culture that their family place a lot of importance on traveling and getting these experiences whereas me um my parents didn't place as much emphasis on that so you know what what is the benefits of having all of these sort of experiences like yeah i think if we were just to simply define traveling in mm. general it's something that um anyone no matter what racial background you're from we mm. all have that similar thing in common like you know we've worked a 60 hour working week we have some leave to take off we mm. want to explore x y and z we want to go to this place or that place we basically can't come and kill ourselves <laughs> we want to relax and, and revive yeah so that's something that has been you know a, a very big thing um and it's one of the main reasons as to why people travel but black travel in particularly is just so different and it's something that's more recent and I guess I can only speak subjectively with my experiences. So I am, I come from a second generation um, immigrant background. Mm. So my parents came um, from Nigeria to here in about the 70s or so. And literally to them, it was almost like the, the golden dream. Yeah. Um, you know, I have five older brothers all born and bred in Hackney. My parents worked several jobs whilst, you know, they were babysatting, etc. Mm. So, you know, fair enough, they've come here to, to live a better life. But when even when life got better and etc. and they realised, okay, we're doing okay, still the whole idea of a holiday or anything like that, it's yeah. almost as if it was something that had to be based on, like, merit. Okay. It wasn't something that you could generally go and enjoy until a certain point. So... I think one thing that's really fascinating for me is just seeing the shift from then to now. Like now we have better salaries, we have more choice. You know, there's several people my age, I'm 25, that aren't doing nine to five jobs, they're working for themselves. So mm. there's more flexibility. So just seeing the shift of, of what travel is now for people, particularly in my generation, is very, very interesting. And obviously more specifically black travel. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah, so, so you said, so, from from hearing you, see see your, your phone's light, so you're reading from your notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm shaking. Right now. Now, um, from from hearing you, you're saying people like to travel because they want to revive from mm. their working schedules, yeah. or they want to you know recoup the energy from their busy sixty hour working week schedules. Um, on top of that, I believe me i like to travel because i want to experience a different culture something new you know i want to i'm used to the london you know skyscrapers skyscrapers the city mm. like i want to sometimes go and you know go on some boats some jet skis hey. for example or I wanna, yeah. you know i don't mind <laughs> you got you got a mischievous face on the no because i guess I'm, i guess i'm gonna be the the op the op today or whatever because I guess I haven't had as much experience traveling as you guys. No, but you've you've experienced. I've had some it, experience, you know? and I'm not against it at mm, all. But mm. you know, for sake of debate, I guess can you not get those experiences in the UK? Like so anyone can say that it was thirty-four degrees yesterday. Where in the UK can I jet ski? Where in the UK can I jet ski? High Park. Well, see, that happened. I got a little Venetian kind of thing. They got that little thing. You don't have far to travel. Yeah, no, bro. So I feel you. Yeah, and then, and then carrying on from that, um, also, sometimes there's a mental switch when you've left England. So it's mm. like, I leave England, 
mentally, I'm away from all my problems temporarily, Absolutely. for example, and I can just focus the next four or five days on holiday, enjoying the people I'm with, enjoying the company I'm with, and enjoying the new scenery. It's even a similar effect to when you leave London for a few days. Even though you're not abroad, yeah, you mentally you just left your problems. Or, and you know we all have problems. Not, mm. I mean, nothing problems, nothing drastic. Just maybe problem could be waking up for work. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Or you know, you know, yeah. or paying a particular bill, right? Yeah. It could be a problem or an exam coming up. Yeah. So some people just like getting away because they want to, you know, just live life. And yeah, you know, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Mm. Is there any sort of like deeper intangible benefits that is maybe less obvious? Like, for example. If you've traveled, if you've seen so many different cultures, different countries, different whatever, in in your head, are you more creative? Are you more like able to form different perceptions absolutely. of things because yeah, you have absolutely. different experiences, kind of thing? But. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it just starts with choice because not every uh, this is something that I learned recently. Not everyone that likes to travel actually wants to experience culture. Mm. So I have my you know, certain opinions about places like Dubai, personally, I've been to twice. Okay. Once before the, the Big Bang, as I like to call it, <laughs> oh, and sure. once after. So I went at a time where it literally just looked like deserts in Egypt. Well, yeah, they're too far than and stuff. Like. Um, so I'm no, 25. The first time I went, I was around nine. And the second time, I was about 16. So we're talking about 2003, 2006 kind of yeah, stuff. I yeah, I can't count. Thanks. Yes, that, <laughs> that, I can't even do the quick Wait, so you but, said um, Dubai just looked like deserts? Yeah, then. like it was just so basic. Yeah, there were so many Nigerians yeah, there. Too, but, yeah. As well, there were Nigerian restaurants. Like you could literally go and get pounded jam and ogusi. Mm. And you saw the real people. I mean, mm. you know, Know, that was a time where there were slowly some touristy kind of small, stuff small, that you yeah. could do, but not on a on a larger scale um, as it is right now, which is is really surprising. So yeah, you've got the skyscrapers yeah. and you know you've got the malls and the fifteen million restaurants and, yeah. and the indoor ski centers. Mm. Um, and the reason why I have my reservation um, against it is that I just think it lacks culture because the Dubai of today is literally man made. Um, and I have a travel yeah, Instagram page where yeah. I like document travel oh, and yeah, I we, opened we know. it out oh we know. God, Daniel Googles <laughs> um, and I opened it out and I said like guys why are people going to Dubai because there was a point this year or maybe last year where I just saw so many people going yeah. um, why are so many people going and mm. then one girl actually said some people just like they like looking like they have the lifestyle there because mm. obviously it's a land where you've got all these rich Arabs. Like <laughs> I read recently Building that, everything. you know, the number one car play, there's only one person in the world that has it. And it's a guy that lives in Dubai wow. and he paid 23 million pounds for it. Yeah, I remember when Drake said that, you know, you, you get them girls who like to post year round about being a holiday that they went to once. I see bare videos recently, I'm like, are you still abroad? Yeah, still abroad? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just true. Still posting content, but yeah. So there's people that literally just think, I don't really want to go for the culture. I want to go for image. Mm. I want to look, you know, cool like on this. a camel. I'm mm. posing in front of a range um, and etc. So people actually travel and don't care about culture. Yeah. They just want to experience X, Y, and Z. Mm. But I would say for people that do like to go, you can definitely tell that their creativity broadens like through the conversations that I have with people on Instagram or Twitter yeah. or whatever. Like, you can tell, wow, you're really well-traveled. And yeah. I think, sometimes I think it's a bit of a London thing as well. And we have to count ourselves quite lucky for that. That we're able to do it. Exactly, you you go past any race, any religion, any ethnicity, any background in London, and it's a norm. You know, if a Polish man goes into a corner shop here and says, oh, I need a white drink for my cereal, we're not gonna look at him weirdly and say, what are you talking about? We're gonna know that it's milk, 
but there's some parts of the world where you know that that cultural barrier is still kind of there and you know the first time I went to New York and all of us, we pretty much grew up with like American TV shows. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You kind of had this romanticized version of what it's like. Like my brother's an actor, so he lived in Brooklyn. Mm, and I was true. just so gassed <laughs> to be in New York. I thought, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I started yeah, taking yeah. pictures on the street. Jeez. People thought I was a creep. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to a shop because I was craving these burgers, which they call sliders. Like they're just really they're small. small burgers, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good. So I went there. And I was so nervous because, oh my God, this is going to be my first time interacting with someone else with my British accent. Wow. And I literally said, can I have the um, sliders, please? But with no gherkins. They looked at me like I was speaking Different. Swahili. I thought you were going <laughs> to... In, in common New York. I thought you were going to say you put on an American accent. No, that? I was tempted to. Okay, okay, okay. I was very you. much so but tempted Even with American accents, though, there isn't really one. There's more like the state accents, isn't there? For example, kind of. like, you know how... Okay, I get you. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, there is an American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, even I wouldn't say there's a British accent, but mm. someone in Manchester sounds way different to someone oh, in yeah. London. But yeah. you, I guess you, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess UK accent. It depends what part, I guess. But mm. it was just really interesting seeing that sort of like cultural mm. um, barrier. So I think I'm mm. just thankful to be from London where whatever accent you're from or whatever, yeah. then it's normal to me because as well as the amount of people that obviously live in this city who are from a variety of different backgrounds yeah. it's a combination between that and just being quite well travelled as well mm, 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 and not you know looking at anyone different because of X, Y and Z and I feel like I learn more from people from their different walks of life and, yeah. and travelling has um, yeah. it's played a really big part of that so. I think it's really interesting you mentioned like you know being from London and the cultural um, diversity of London because mm. like I was listening to an interview a while back and it's something that I could really relate to like um, there's a rapper called CS that was saying as he was growing up. Um, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Is as, he as one as of he, the ones that Stormzy gave a shout out to? No, he's not. 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 He's not when he was, until he hit about, um, I think 20s, like in his 20s, he didn't even really deep that there was like life beyond like Peckham, wow. Lewisham, um, like Brixton surrounding, like Peckham and Ops basically or whatever. So obviously I wasn't, like he, he was into whatever he was into. So, you know, that was really his life. But my mindset was never that I am from Peckham and I should care or like you mentioned that you were so gassed about trying the small burger. What do you say it's called? Slime burger. Sliders. Sliders. Sliders burger. <laughs> Sliders burger. And like, do you know what I mean? Like that gassed you kind of thing. Whereas I feel like you had that mindset and that mentality to even allow you to be in a position where you could be gassed about it. Whereas me, I just like never even like grew up wanting to explore it's like my uni was in london like queen mary i, I stayed at home so london was day. enough for you basically london was mm. peckham was enough for me like i moved out second third year but like it's 10 minutes i mean rather i have tunnel and i'm at home kind of thing yeah. so i'd never really like had that mindset to want to go and explore so and i i guess part of that reason was that um london is very culturally diverse already so as much as maybe peckham is very heavily black I did see a few other cultures and I thought like this is a decent representation of the world so I don't really care kind of thing but I guess that's a disadvantage I'm happy you said that because even though I'm pro-travelling 
one disadvantage which I noticed when I, I went to South Africa, for example, mm. you know Nando's was founded in South Africa, yeah? Yeah. I thought it was Portugal. Nah, it was but then so, so Nando yeah. so was found. I, I like my BBC fact check right, right there, baby. <laughs> so, and, and so I never found, claimed to be an expert, by the way. So Nando's was founded in South Africa, yeah? I went there um, three years ago, right? Yeah. So before that, I've been using used to eating the London Nando's extra hot mm. I'm a man yeah, extra yeah, hot yeah. chicken yeah. you know you know what I'm well, saying I like want challenge yeah, <laughs> extra <laughs> chicken sometimes it burns but you know you have to be well, yeah. I've only recently upgraded to mango and lime you know before that I used to get plain lemon and herb oh my god tea. I had to that to the world what? yo hey listen so, so yeah, so, we weren't cancer because so, she's so, lovely so you know uh, so I used to I used to have Nando's in yeah. London yeah it was great yeah. westernised right so when I went to South Africa naturally I'm like you know what this is the home of Nando's Mm. Let me try it. And because I've been used to the Londonized version, mm. I didn't like the South African version, even though South African version is is the origin of it. Yes. Wow. So I found it a bit too greasy, a bit Your too palate, sweet, no. not spicy enough. Mm. And I'm like, hold on, it should be better when it's original, right? Not necessarily, though. But not necessarily. Again, it's, but it's yeah, more authentic because it's Yeah, authentic. Right? Is it's more yeah. authentic, right? But I didn't like it. And I think well, sometimes one disadvantage with traveling is that you go home you go to another country thinking automatically will be better because it's authentic and yeah. that's not necessarily the case and when yeah. you set yourself up for them expectations you end up in that country thinking is that it yeah, yeah. what's that that's about really so that's, that's a disappointment yeah. and then obviously it, it translates to you thinking you've wasted money yeah. you've wasted you know hours flying Fam. and really and truly you just set yourself up for something that you're never going to meet anyway because mm. just because it's authentic doesn't mean it's better yeah True. Wow. Yeah. No, I kind of agree. Like when I was in South Africa last year, I was like, oh my gosh, like Nando's and... Oh, you thought the same thing, yeah? Kind of. The first time I went, I think maybe because I was hungry, so I probably wasn't even taking it. Everything tastes nice when you're hungry, isn't it? Get in my mouth. Mm. I was like, get in my mouth. But um, I think the <laughs> second my mouth, time, you know. <laughs> there was a, a, a rap and... I think just after one bite, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that was that was very interesting because I could list several like moments of having Nando's in London and yeah. I just thought, yeah, this is the spot. But yeah, that's very interesting. And I think maybe it's just sort of like the branding awareness because you, when you're from a westernized country, you're so used to just being surrounded by all these brands. Mm. So if you see like, oh, there's, um, there's a night town or there's a Primark yeah. here, like, oh, but yeah. So how heavily like... um. To what extent do you place importance on, you know, trying different kinds of foods and like local foods when you lot travel? Because I know I, I really annoyed a lot of people when I went to Mykonos. I, like, I went with a group of friends and then in the hotel, I just kept getting the same thing, chips and some local you might have, chicken you might have thing. In London. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I could find well, to Woolies. <laughs> so um, a lot of people like, Ross, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're what in a different have? country, try different foods, but again, the mindset is not really... I guess, I guess I you're, you're playing it safe, isn't it? I stick to what I know. That's what you know. And does, does but do you guys place importance on like trying different foods when you like, travel? Like? I think it's nice to definitely just like for the experience and Absolutely, stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes be careful though. Yeah. I mean, if you had bad experience. <laughs> 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 I mean, you've just got to be good to your stomach because I really like like street food and stuff. But yeah, yeah. That's resulted on just me being on the toilet. Yeah, that's not. Usual. Yeah, yeah, that's not so, what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, but I think um. You know, just like Instagram is just so great for mm. like finding food guides. So there's a food guide page, I'm pretty sure, for every city. Yeah, like there's a Miami food guide, there's an Oslo food guide. Oh, wow. 
there's um, a Milan food guide and not only does it show you pictures of like, you know, the the nice types of food that you can have there, but like mm. ratings and etc. cetera. Mm. Um, and I definitely like sort of like setting up like a little itinerary before um, I go away, mm. like with just like a good idea of like places to eat and, and recommendations. I think it's not just about eating the food, it's the experience that comes with it mm. um, as well, you know? So yeah, mm. food for me is like quite important, but just, yeah being careful but then what, you know you your eat, body guys? will react to certain things <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. if you're going to like parts of africa and you're taking malaria tablets and then there's the heat and you've had some water and you've had some food this you need that emodium b it's a bit of a sticky one still yeah. Yeah. i was gonna yeah. say so yeah, I, 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 i've got two quick advantages of traveling uh, one uh, like traveling is an investment so a lot of people use it because it's an investment in their social capital mm. you know you take on new experiences you take on new cultures you try out different exercises different activities ultimately means a better version of yourself people think you're more cool or you might necessarily you might just be more intelligent as a result of mm, traveling yeah. you know tra- traveling or you might be more cultured you might understand yeah. why mm. a particular group of people or t- particular ethnic group are behaving a certain way yeah. and why they don't and secondly a lot of people travel because they have no choice work yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, I've had to travel to different countries because of work, mm. and my, you know, it's so cool, which which I find great. Mm. Uh, so I'm forced to also almost engage in that kind of behavior. Yeah. But I guess the downside of that is when become when traveling becomes too tedious. Uh, one p- big reason people don't use, people don't travel because they're very people. Why are you having to get money? There's no leg room. <laughs> One people, you have to get them, you know, the middle seats, isn't it? The yeah. Oh yeah. One reason why people don't travel because if they travel, there's a lot of people they leave them behind who are depending depending on them, and so you can't travel anymore because what, sorry? Say that again. there's a lot of people that they left behind who are depending on them. Oh, so family. You might have family yeah, yeah. who yeah. need you available, or you might have to pick up your your sisters or brothers at school, and your mm. parents can't do it. Mm. So yeah. that's one reason why people don't travel, as opposed to just True. it being a guaranteed loss of interest. Another reason people don't travel because people are scared of flying. Yeah, you know, That's flying right. takes the element out of you being able to be on court, be you know, be you not being in control. For example, I don't particularly like flying, yeah. but I have to fly, so I do it. Yeah. Wait, but do you have to fly? Because I remember after. After that, after that, um, Salah thing, that footballer that um, he's playing crashed into the. Emil Salah. Oh. Emmanuel Emmanuel Salah. Yeah, Salah. Yeah. I remember saying to myself, I'm never flying that again. Even though I've already flown UK, like five times. Huh? That plane crash, was it in the UK? It was like between UK and France. Yeah. So, so the founders were in the island. island. Uh, well, anyway. I don't know. what one of the. I read about it. Yeah, it was horrible because Before. he was missing for ages. This and one, then, um, then they found his yeah, body. Yeah. So I guess, like, do you know, I mean, I'm joking about do you actually have to fly, but there was that question going around a while back like, is it safer to drive or fly? And I know, like, Technically, like it planes are, de- planes are designed safe for, but me, I, I'd rather drive in it because I know I'm d- I'm in control of my but own life. And the thing that is, are you in control though? Because no, you can't control. If I see a madness, so, don't worry, I got yeah. tech. The driving gives you that illusion. I'll swerve it, fam. Driving gives you that illusion of control because you think you're in control of your car. I'm, you might, you I, I'm in control. Yeah, you're in control of your car. You're in control of everyone else around you. Pedestrians other drivers I'll swerve them I said fam. swerving does that sound like safe driving? I know what you're saying, but like there's some people that the perception of you being in control of your own, like I'm controlling the vehicle your as opposed vehicle to someone else. Like there's rumors that that guy that was flying the plane 
you know, he was, he was, he was <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Even like Aaliyah, <laughs> remember Aaliyah, how Aaliyah died yeah, on the plane? Yeah, like they said horrible. that guy, was he drunk or something? Or there was- He sa- was under He was under something. But, but, but look at that, you, you've you given them control you, you've that, bro. You've given two flat scenarios, 20 years apart. I mean, people dying. Yeah, dying I don't know every bro. flipping scenario. You know what it is? <laughs> I think it's just I could be being in the right place at the right time. Because yeah, I think one of the saddest things that I had to like, report on was the Ethiopia plane crash, Ethiopia air. We're literally- every person on board no, died no, like, that was mortifying and that's how i went to um south africa like i think three months before that incident happened 16 hour flight and that was via no. yeah it brings out great memories terrible. um and that was via ethiopia and i just remember thinking like i'm not really enjoying this flight um but just yeah thank god for journey mercies yeah. and even on the way back actually we were in the air mm. for about 15 minutes and I go on planes quite a bit to the point that I actually know the sounds. Yeah. So do you know when the plane goes in the air and you can hear the wheels go into yeah, its yeah, socket? Yeah. I had, I had, like, bear in mind, we're in the air, this is happening. I can hear the wheels going in and out. Yeah. Mm, mm, no, mm, I, I, mm, listen, mm. my heart. What were you doing? My friend was, eh? gone. Gonna, she was passed out. Yeah, you got passed out. She was passed out. And I'm like, and I'm looking around, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> that's me, fam. And then somehow I fall asleep. And I swear to you, within half an hour, we had landed. Where? And they said, something's wrong with the plane. You need to go to See? another one. Three knew. months later, this headline. So honestly, it's just about being in the right place at the right time. Because even it? on that plane, there were so many really um, important people on that yeah, plane, very well-known yeah. people, professors, doctors, people mm. that worked for humanitarian organizations and stuff. And mm. flying, it, it's, it will forever be an odd experience yeah, because it's just, it's how you can transport to like most places and stuff. And yeah, I mean, me, I like to do more research on planes now, um, mm. especially since the Boeing 737 MAX 8S scenario because that wasn't yeah. the only thing that happened with Ethiopia Air. There was also prior to that um Indonesian Airlines. So yeah. doing a bit of research to put your mind at rest, it does help. Mm. I know you said Virgin is the best airline for you. Why is that like <laughs> <laughs> I just love them. I mean yeah, first of all, you like. can get as many drinks as you want on the flight. Okay. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Right it's, right yeah. it's a great way to, you know, ease it, like. ease um you <laughs> know any senses. nerves. It's it's the best. I've yeah. never had any bad experiences. That's good. Yeah, so. Try Virgin Nigeria when it, when it was out back Stop then. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, some, some of those Nigerian airlines owe me money, but that's a different uh, story. We'll, we'll but, get um, into that. We'll I'm not even a, a fan of long flights, by the way. Like, I'm not a fan. How long was South Africa? 16 hours, like you said? Or? No, I, well, in total, yeah. For me, it was 16 hours. Because so oh, wow. it was via Ethiopia. You fly somewhere yeah. and you stop over. Yeah, that's nuts, I was gonna say, so we've spoken about one negative or one hindrance, you know, people have to traveling, which is the fear of flying. Mm. What other hindrances are there? Maybe lack of money, lack of you know, you want to go somewhere, you just can't yeah. afford it. And yeah, so, oh, so, absolutely. That's so a big families, one. you want to travel everywhere, absolutely. go to different country, but they can't. Like, Sam, for example, obviously, you mentioned before one reason you don't travel because you don't really see the importance, or yeah. London's enough for you. Yeah, what other reasons have you not traveled before in the past? Um, I guess, yeah. I guess, like, in terms of my life, it hasn't haven't seen a reason that I need to kind of think like for example I know Hannah you're you're a journalist and you travel a lot um internationally I guess like getting that job was it beneficial that you'd already been into traveling from like you said you were 14 and already traveling and that yeah like, no that absolutely um yeah because I was actually meant to be born <clears throat> in Nigeria oh um, <laughs> well, okay but well then, you remember yeah I know. yeah I'm not yeah <laughs> 
Good old memories in the womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Good old days. Yo, of that. <laughs> but um, no, I think yeah, my mum told me like there was just some sort of thing happening in her particular village mm. um, in Ibadan, which is about an hour-ish away from Lagos. Mm. But the first time I went to Nigeria, I was about three months old, okay. and like that's what I love about my family because we just capture loads of memories. So every trip that I've ever taken Pictures. as a child, it's been photographed. That, and Nigeria, I think in my lifetime I've probably been there maybe about like 20 times or so mm. so it's played a really you know big part of just like traveling mm. and exploring and etc but it only got to like a latter part of life like internationally where as an adult mm. I was no longer going back to the motherland because my parents were there but I was genuinely interested in it yeah, so yeah. I think that's what gave me more opportunities mm. in the workplace especially at BBC Africa where I am I think that's one thing that stood out like mm. I would just go there and report on stories report on documentaries yeah. and most importantly sort of like shift the narrative it's not about you know kids with flies on their faces or malnutrition or corruption or kidnapping uh, there's a lot more to it and mm. i really wanted to bring that out so yeah. i think that worked well in my yeah. favor i've been able to do that yeah but yeah mostly i would say most of like my work stuff has been in the continent mm. that's calm, so. the best continent ever <laughs> love that love that always so obviously so with my industry um i guess the reason i brought that up is because I was speaking to a partner um, at the firm that I work at recently and he was saying that when he started um, at the firm and, you know, when they talk about targets and way to progress up the ladder, um, there's an aspect of, there's an aspect they assess um, of you, which is called like global acumen. Mm -hmm. So like basically, I guess how, how much knowledge you have of like global issues and cultural, whatever. So he said, as like so he's uh, he's about 50 he's he's quite old okay um well he's older than us so um so this was like 20 years ago so he said those times there it was a requirement to do an international secondment in order right. to progress up the ladder and to sort of show that you have that global acumen um to do at least one was a requirement whereas now um the dynamic has shifted and it's not it's not a necessity anymore like there's a lot mm. more ways to sort of show that you have that global acumen that you have the knowledge of working with other people there's like you know there's um webexes there's ways of like managing people that are thousands of miles across the mm. world and that mm. so i guess that's just an angle i wanted to bring into it like yeah. you know some people are looking at for for work a lot of people have put a big emphasis on traveling in the past because of work but I guess maybe with the introduction of technology and being able to interact with other people across the world, that emphasis is not as, as huge. Yeah, I guess it sort of limits those experiences. And I wonder, I mean, I know every sector is different, mm. but in this scenario that you just give me, I wonder if it's something that you have to sort of like actively fight for. Because yeah. I've got a friend who worked um, for a tech company and mm. she almost got so tired of traveling yeah. because her organization, just to have a two hour meeting, yeah. they would fly her to Japan. Miss I'm her. not even joking. <laughs> just just to have a meeting because they, they yeah, were very, they're very like paranoid on information being transmitted over computers. Yeah, so it literally yeah, had yeah. to be in a physical room with no phones mm. and et cetera. Mm. Um, but I guess it just, it, it starts with your interest. Like, you know, Iria was talking about having to travel with work, but there's some people that travel with work and that's it, you mm. know? Like, I'm gonna go to these meetings, I'm gonna go back to the hotel room and sleep. Mm. Um, there's just two different types of travel. I think it's moving and like physically moving around and doing what you have to do. Yeah. And another is things that you want to do, which does require a little bit more effort, like, mm. 
um, there's a business editor at BBC Africa. He's amazing. He's very big on social media. His name's yeah. Larry Madoro. Yeah, I know. And he's cool. only 30. He's amazing. Yeah. And he travels all the time. Like, every yeah, time yeah. I see him, I have to pinch him. I'm like, oh my God, you're here in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everywhere he goes in the, in the world, yeah. like he has a very, very hard job. Mm. But he always finds time to do stuff. I think he was recently in either uh, Congo mm. or Uganda mm. and he ate like rats on a... Um, on a stick. He ate what? A, uh, no, I don't want to say yeah, rat. No, it can't that, be please. rat. No, actually, oh my God, let me not ridicule it. It can't be. It's mice. It's I'm like, sure it's mice Okay, so that's stick, better. Which is a really common delicacy there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mice, right? Mouse. Mouse on a stick. Mice on a stick. Ratted, mouse. mice on a stick. Wow. And he shared that um, that video and, you know, loads of people are just reacting to that. So yeah, I guess yeah. it's just refreshing knowing that, you know, like, unfortunately in journalism, 80% of the stuff that you're talking about is just really sad stuff. So yeah. if you do get the opportunity to go somewhere and do some work, then, mm. you know, just also realise that you're in an amazing country. That's not just all about the negative headlines. Yeah. You can go in and and you can try different things and you can explore. Mm. But personally for me, I don't think uh, a trip is truly a trip unless I've had a, a, a good experience. conversation with a local, right, okay. um, a new experience, and have just seen really cool things. That's not yeah. the typical landmarks. Yeah, yeah. Both, both of you, because you guys both seem like independent people. Do you prefer oh. solo trips or group trips? Oh, that's Great a question. Good question. What about what you, about what you Sam? Sam? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I ain't going nowhere alone. <laughs> I want to do it. I, even, I abroad, wanna... even, even not even UK. I haven't even been abroad. I've even been in the UK no, by yourself. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So you I'm mean traveling is just not, not just. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know people that go to like I, Manchester. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm I'm the kind of person that I absolutely love my own company. So you know I have gone on um like trips in the UK where I've just gone alone just for a bit of time out. I've even done that thing where you just book a hotel alone and you just read yeah, and I you just you chill. I need to try whatever. that. I've done that like quite a lot. And I do it every year for my birthday. Really, it's I'm really good again. still. Oh my gosh. So, Wait, is it going into your birthday or like on your birthday? For, for like the three days preceding. Okay. What, this year or, or previously? Remember I did it last year? I'm going to do it again. Yeah, before. I remember. Like my old, where do you go? Where do you go? <laughs> Anywhere. Could be somewhere nice, just Somewhere bougie. Really? Treat myself. Do you, are you on your phone? Do you just like put your phone Sometimes I just, I just exit. I always get a book still. I just got a book and put my headphones in, listen to music and I'm, I'm just reading. Classic music, so instrumentals. Classic. Love that. This guy is shy. <laughs> no, I mean, probably, you know, you know, my, you, know, you, know, you know my favorite kind of music, don't you know? You know, I've said it before in this previous pod. I listen to movie instrumentals. And <laughs> Hans Zimmer, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so I cool. Oh, so yeah, so no, do you prefer but, um, solo group? Yeah, so I, I can only say that I have nothing against solo and it's definitely something I would want to do. Um, it just dep own? it depends where I'm going as well. Like, on your own? No, not even. <laughs> it depends where I'm going. If I'm going to a nice, you know, city or somewhere active that it will be fun to go with friends or whatever, then happy to go with friends. Makes sense. Would you go to Thailand on your own? Oof. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> but the but, but like okay. quickly, I want to make a point on this. I remember when Dee came on the podcast from The Curve um, and she mentioned that she did quite a bit of solo traveling when she was younger. And it made her very... No, she and a friend, I think, did solo travelling. And the friend was quite sheltered um, prior. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't really cope um, abroad on her own. Whereas she was very streetwise. Like she, you know, she was probably just out there or whatever in the UK. So that made her a lot, like very able to cope and handle herself. And no one could like 
like bump her or swindle her or whatever while she was abroad so i guess that's an angle that we can bring into it as well like the more streetwise you are i guess the easier it makes it for you to travel solo yeah it's quite interesting because um yeah my birthday is in july and randomly i think it was last week or the week before i thought i found these like really cheap um flights to venice yeah and i found like a really cheap hotel and i thought oh my gosh like the dates yeah i'm not working on those dates during my birthday solo trip to venice and then i started to think most of it's surrounded by water like what if i just (laughs) fallen you know yeah 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 and just asking strangers to take a picture and Mm. i was literally just talking to one of my friends the other day she said oh my god i want to come and i said cool like yeah absolutely like i've done it before but you're very much so right sam in the sense of the location Mm. it really adds to the experience but i yeah personally for me i didn't really see venice as a solo destination so Mm. having a really close friend with me it gives me a sense of comfort mm. but i think as a woman anyway like when you're solo traveling oh my gosh like you'd be surprised there's like tons and tons of yeah. blog posts and you know things that you just have to be aware of and and careful of as well which i've like, definitely like taken into like account um so you know if a stranger does approach you or spark up a conversation then don't actually say that you're solo traveling oh because wow, you're okay. more likely to you know be in danger like oh, wow. there's been cases of just people being followed and then being like kidnapped and etc oh, wow. um and just try and make yourself sound like very well traveled like mm. you haven't got here for a few days like you've been here for a month and yeah. you're just exploring obviously keeping your belongings safe as mm. well and just yeah being more aware so i think yeah that definitely makes a difference in comparison to Group, what yeah. the experience would be like for a man mm. with a woman. but i'm sure we'll touch on those cases of objectification yeah yeah and yeah stuff like because my list is long on that one. Boy, that was a different one. But quickly on that as well, I guess another another negative that I've seen is that, um, for example, I was looking at um, going to Jamaica next year with with a few people, but my boy's mum said, don't go to Jamaica, go Barbados instead. And then she was like, well, he was like, well, why? The mum was like, there's places in Jamaica that they'll literally just kill you kind of thing. So my point, I guess, is how do you know... If man don't know... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our Jamaican cameraman at that. But um, my point my point is, obviously, I, I've never been to Jamaica before. I don't know Jamaica. How do you know the areas that is calm to go to, especially if yeah. you don't want to just go to the main landmarks, like you said? Like yeah, yeah. She said literally... But you Google it, for example, like when I went to Barcelona last week, yeah. they told us certain beaches, be careful of pickpockets. And that was just googling it yeah and also that that's not just for jamaica i guess there's beauty places everywhere in it so my point is if you're going to an unfamiliar place how do you know so google cool man's not tweaking so man's calm but anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you know there's google will only do so much yeah absolutely and i think that's why i'm just thankful for like the the black travel community um in general like even if you're going to another country that's predominantly black um I found that through like my travel platform, what's it it's called, very yeah. easy to. Um, wh- what's that? Sorry. What's your travel? What's your travel platform? Oh, BB Travel Meetup. Come on, shout out BB Travel Meetup. Meetup. Oh Bebe. yeah, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on. We launched in December 2017, and you guys need to come to our. Place. Yeah, no, so, I, so we're yeah, coming yeah, still. So we're coming, we're coming. Pop you guys on the guest list. You yeah. Come. So what do you guys I do? Yeah. So um, it's literally just to 
connects uh, black people, black British people, Americans, whatever, who are really passionate or just love traveling and new experiences in general. Mm. It literally started with me and Dwayne, who right now is in Shout Ukraine. Out as well. Yeah, so BB Travel Me Up, that's our name on the socials. Um, is is it a website? Me we're, we're on the gram and we're on Twitter and mm. Google. So search search Twitter. the hashtag, you'll find a lot of stuff. Exactly. So, so, it's, a, so, so it's a network of um, people who want to travel. So, yeah. so if yeah. you're listening, sign up to that. Yeah. Also, I know you work at, you work for, um, your, you write for BBC Africa. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Um, okay, well, I Superstar. have been at the Beeb oh for about five years now. The Beeb, um, you know. Okay, yeah, so sorry, the little sorry. nickname for it. That's what the cool people call come on, it. Come on, come on, come um, on. So, yeah, I started in um, 2014 um, and it was on a grad scheme via Creative Access, who are an incredible platform. Um, they're a charitable organization helping people from black and minority ethnic groups to work in like the media and the creative industries. So I started at BBC Radio, but I've always had like a really big passion for like storytelling and documentaries. Um, and I just think in anything, it's, it's always good to just to sort of like have an open palette with your interests. And that's exactly mm. what I did. I went in with the interest of documentaries, but whatever form that was told and I didn't mind whether it was radio whether it was TV whether it was online I just ran with it so over the years it's been great to work in you know several different areas whether that's um uh, BBC Two, learning about how programs are commissioned to Jeez. BBC Trending, to how to create stories that are like a really big talking point, a hashtag, mm. um, and hard hitting news. I've worked on twenty four hour programs where mm. I've like done night shifts, seen all the mice in the building. To <laughs> mice yeah. again, you know. Just mm. honestly, I know mice everywhere. Mm. It, it must be a BBC thing then. Right, um, right. And yeah, it's just um, it's been a really great, incredible experience. And you need thick skin to be in an industry like that. And this yeah has just been like whoa um you know from working on the nigerian elections um to being a voiceover um slash narrator for a really cool uh bbc world news Mm. um documentary series that's literally airing all over the world so um it's called the outliers and it's it's um short documentaries that are about 10 minutes long and they're very engaging stories that sort of change the narratives of things so For example, there's one, I think it was episode two that I did a voiceover for, and it's in Seoul, um, South Korea, where if you're lonely or if you need company, you can hire friends, dates, or family members through this website where you can create whatever scene it is and Mm. you charge these people to be the actors in it. And and it's real life. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's Mm. mad. To um, the latest episode about getting kids in the streets of London that are on the streets, on the streets, um, <laughs> through um, biking. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are running me see that. There, there are quite a few of them in South London. I know Terrell Lewis, who's very active in the youth, has yeah, done yeah. something similar, yeah. where you know kids are literally just on bikes, that like, doing wheelies and et cetera, oh, wow. traveling all around London. Um, and stuff and just a way to sort of like build a community and that was really close to home sadly knowing people who have lost their lives to knife crime um, and stuff so yeah yeah, I'm really really passionate about broadcasting um, challenging stereotypes um, and it's great being able to do that not Mm. only at the B but at BB Travel Meetup yeah for real and very briefly so it's great that you mentioned (coughs) that you mentioned stereotypes Mm. Um, so as a black woman working in that industry, mm. and I also have 
maybe not a bone to pick with you, but I know, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> but I know, like, I know we had an episode um, quite a while back with Samuel Boateng from The Apprentice. Oh. I don't know if yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 no. And we spoke a lot about the way Joanna Jaju yeah, was, was represented on that show. Like yeah. they, they really like try to paint her as you know aggressive and whatnot. It's a while back now, so my memory's a bit fuzzy. But basically, my point is, sort of the conclusion that we came to was that you know black women, black people in general, but black women are painted as quite aggressive and they're misrepresented represented in mm. the media. Mm. And obviously, we consider BBC to be the media. So, yes. why do you think that is? And also, as a black woman working in that. Um, industry have mm. you like had any issues or anything like no I mean I think in terms of the why I just genuinely think it's just um, ignorance and not seeing those representations soon enough um, because we've got to bear in mind like my organisation it's not an in-house secret it's, it's on Google it's everywhere it's yeah, founded yeah. in like the 1920s or something by this old rich white man Um, and those were the only kind of people that worked there um, for a very long amount of time and then Mm. we started coming in and then we started creating these platforms for you know misrepresented audiences and I generally think it's down to that because these organizations have been so programmed and used to a way of thinking, a way of working, of seeing mm. the same people. It was almost like a culture shock within their own culture. Um, and it's almost like a slow burner. One thing that particularly irks me is not just at my organization, but several others where they have this weird sort of like quota system of, mm. oh, by 2020, we want 30% <laughs> of our stuff to be yeah. AME. And I said, well, what if it's 31%, you know? Yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you putting the cap on it? You know, so it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah. It is a bit silly, but I could definitely say through my five years in the industry, it has been really refreshing and relieving to see more brothers and sisters in mm. the building, to see more. Obviously, a lot more can be done, mm. but it's a slow burner. And I understand that given where we've come from. In regards to being a black woman in my industry, um, microaggressions do exist, but you'd be surprised to know that in my five years there, it's been more from not just people that are white but i've had it from a couple of asians as well oh yeah but nothing actually too yeah, yeah, bad I striking story, yeah. but like yeah. it one thing that comes to mind you know from an asian colleague oh hannah there's jack chicken in the cafeteria today and if i say there's curry you'll be screaming from listen yeah no no honestly i feel you i feel you still it's not like honestly it's been less than five instances and it hasn't even been a big thing that's made me want to raise it it's just these tiny little microaggressions but you know i have Mm. other friends in other organizations that i've had worse like it was tupac's birthday the other day and i mean the opening line obviously isn't good (laughs) enough but um (laughs) but a white colleague said to her she's a black woman said um, sort of like did a, a chest pump thing in peace oh, like oh God, and it's Tupac's man. birthday today respect oh, so I've never had anything like openly because like, I just I wouldn't know necessarily what to do in that situation yeah. but um, colleagues of mine in my organisation that may have faced something or may feel a certain type of way because of the fact that they are black um, I'm happy that they come to me or they can go to other brothers and sisters in the building so that there's that safe space and we can have that conversation about it but we're not quiet about it mm. we give each other that advice like yo if you feel like you're being yeah, stereotyped it, talk to an editor yeah. and that's taken really seriously at the bbc Good. in regards to you know editors that you speak to mm. that's why i can like talk so openly about this you know yeah. so 
having those conversations are important but I think for me uh, yeah nothing too wild thankfully and okay. I'm currently working at BBC Africa where yeah, most yeah, people I was are black say <laughs> so I can so come in on well. Monday yeah, yeah. with long hair come on. I'm not getting quizzed you about can have your banty nuts on listen, Tuesday like don't worry about anything, that anything <laughs> you know my jollof rice yeah, can just be in the I, air yeah, it's not yeah, a conversation yeah. it's not a thing you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, and you, even you. with that just um even at uh, people that work at, at BBC World, for example, um, people that are well-traveled and are even non-black as well. Like I appreciate those people that I work with also. Mm. Not in the sense that you have to start speaking to me in Yoruba because you've been to Nigeria a couple of times, mm. but the fact that you, you took your time out to actually learn and understand the culture. Mm. So you, you're essentially a bit more woke. So I appreciate people like that also. Love that, love that. I was gonna say, um, so speaking about black people, that's a nice segue. Um, Question for both of you, mm. and you know, let's be as open-minded as possible. Can black people travel peacefully, Ooh. or can black people travel in large groups peacefully? And the reason I ask that because, of course, this is a typical media thing where you don't report all the good behavior, but the yeah, one yeah, or two yeah. negative occurrences, yeah, yeah, yeah. you report that and push that. So, you know, obviously people went to Barcelona last weekend. Mm. I went back and then, of course, I was there for different purposes. <laughs> don't boy. say anything else. My like boy! <laughs> was it like an event? Bad guy. What was um, so, I remember I saw on Twitter, he had seen a couple of black people fighting in crowds. Oh. And it reminded me of what happened a few years ago in Portugal where the police... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. are still there. Apparently. Yeah, and then, or even, <laughs> even, the time, or even the time, <laughs> was it, or even the time in Ibiza, Malia, when that guy, or was it Miles or something like that, who... Uh, Someone got killed on oh, a, a, a party yeah. holiday. So, and as, as, as brought up this conception, this stereotype that black people can't travel peacefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what are your thoughts about that? It's a stereotype, fam. Mm, I think the people that, it's a stereotype. The people that go abroad and they get up to a madness, generally, I'm not saying all the time, will also be the people that do that kind of thing here. You reckon though? 100%. I know there may be the instances where people get a bit gassed. Yeah, the, the sun, sun gets to their head. Their head <laughs> or they're, you know, they're too waved or they're with their friends or whatever mm. and they get a bit carried away. But they, in my opinion, will be the minority. I think, like, I know, Hannah, you can add your two pence, but mm. I think it is a stereotype that, you know, we make a mistake or we have a section of people that do something and the media or, you know, the yeah, the media are very quick to pick this up, blow it up and, bucket us all like that mm. but I 100% think you know like the vast 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 majority of people travel peacefully they have a yes, good time yeah. and they I think yeah, yes. yeah yeah we yeah. can travel I 100% agree and I think it's just based on your intentions like just sa- like Sam said like some people are just mad mm. Um, mm. you know just a, a foreign type of alcohol yeah, yeah. makes them think a different way but just look at these examples like I don't really know too much about these arrests that have happened yeah. but there are people that went on holiday two <coughs> years ago yeah. arrested in some parts of the That's world nuts. and are still there That's yeah. you know so just take that as an example yeah. just to be humble um, some people take know, bad like, bad like friendships that have happened I in the, you know in I London. disagree you go abroad you see yeah. them and you want to start something you know I disagree because <laughs> yeah. you're in someone else's land yeah, different yeah, yeah. laws different I, I agree that to yeah. an extent I had a friend who went to Madrid last year uh, he's one of the uh, he's sick. one of the best people like kind of heart kind of heart what right? happened and he went to a club and he wasn't allowed in because he's we believe was very, he was racial profiled. That happened. And yeah, he was he was a bit up, up, upset they couldn't get in. And next thing you know, he's getting arrested and he had to spend time in the pen. Yeah, in Madrid. And he, he didn't do anything wrong. 
And I can say he didn't do anything wrong because when he had to, he had to wait for trial two yeah, days yeah, after. Yeah. And the judge, just the judge herself said, the police do this a lot of the time to okay. foreign visitors. So look okay. at that particular situation where yeah. Yeah. a black person's come out peacefully to, to foreign land, and they've been racially profiled. How, like, how do you advise future people who want to travel to? You know, I mean, still keep first of all, thankfully, about it. thankfully, that judge was, you know, <clears throat> empathizing. Because it could have been a different kind of judge, it and he still be there. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I just think, um, I, I say this quite a lot. Like, it's okay to be picky with who you travel with because I find that with some of these, you know, instances that happen, it can be through someone else's doing. Like, and yeah, yeah. um, personally, I don't travel with people who don't really know how to control their drink yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm saying this from experience because I have I've had to put two fingers down someone's throat because oh, to be honest, oh, to be honest if, you can't, if, you can't, if, you can't, if you can't pat your drink here you can't pat your drink in 40 degree you ever can you, you have to put anywhere. two fingers down someone's throat tactical yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah like they're I've the weakest links for that <laughs> and just had to get someone out of someone else's room before nah I man I've done that you're you a better know, friend than me fam <laughs> what would you do if you're huh? you can go and check no I would feel too bad I'm not I don't be picky with who you travel with I'm sorry there's nothing wrong with I was, that I 100% agree that. I also think like yeah there's that aspect of um, being picky or whatever but those people will also still want to travel so those kind of people just need to pattern up because me mm. personally like I remember I was saying before I feel like the police in this country are, are bad they're this they're that but you also see police in America or whatever or different countries have Fam, they have guns, fam. Like out here, fam. Like pattern yourself, or you. This a it's a madness kind of thing. And mm-hmm. also, like I said, with media, media is profiling us in a certain way. So just know that as much as it's it's not fair or whatever, that's what they've seen of us. So that's what they think. Mm-hmm. Like you look at English fans travel all the time, and they move crazy as well. They yeah. move crazy. They like we everywhere. So is it British? Yeah. Like, you know, I saw someone on Twitter they, saying they that. Um, madness, I saw someone on Twitter yeah. say that. That's a good because I saw someone on Twitter say. Um, black Americans don't do it. Black Somalis don't do it. Yeah. But the black it, it, English fans so it's, are it's, the worst. So it's a thing where it's, it's, a, it's a UK fan. Like you get fans who go to Germany. Yeah. White fans and they're doing craziness yeah, abroad. Yeah. So yeah. Is, is it that kind of is it is it, is it something in, in our air that we're, maybe we're so used to you know England being you know grey three hundred days out of three sixty five days that when we get some sun like five days in a row we start maybe moving a bit funny. Well, you mean black people or English English people, people in general. Yeah, it's because they have. I don't know no, why the words just flown out of my head. When you have something above someone else, was the word? Um, like when you're a shiny like, toy. Um, superiority. Yeah, complex. it's a long. I don't like know they why think my brains. Better. Yeah. No, but it's just natural. I think because they're they're white. Like yeah. genuinely, they they're seen as less peaceful. Yeah. People that um essentially pump more money into the tourism um industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anyway, yeah, yeah. so they could. Yeah, that's why they have the freedom to. To move, to move like mad. how they do so frequently but yeah. yeah there's loads of videos over the internet but i just um, don't think as black people we should you know feel like we have like a, a warning sign like oh i'm black but i'm not going to do anything I yeah promise. but what we what we should do though is as black people is to be like okay i know that certain people have already given us giving these countries wrong stereotypes let me go to this country if when i want when i want to go and make sure i've I, I set a good landmark there mm. so for example yeah. if i say to them if i'm at a, if I'm at a bar or my restaurant and i put a tab there make sure i pay it properly so that mm. they know that in future when another black person comes you know it's not a black thing because yeah, 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 yeah. you know because remember to be honest i don't agree with what they do but in terms of being understanding 
they don't experience black people on a daily basis. Yeah. They might experience black mm. person once every two, once every year, right? And if if, if that once every it's not an excuse. If, of course, of course, yeah. if, that, if once every year every black person someone being stupid privilege. Sorry, if, the if, word came. Yeah. If once if once every year, yeah, 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 yeah. if once every year a black person being stupid, then naturally I understand why over the years come to pass when a black person comes to the restaurant they're gonna have certain biases, right? And whether that's right or wrong. Uh, I disagree with it. I don't, I'm not saying the right one, but just what happens naturally, right? Yeah. If you're used to, if you have, if you have a restaurant, Sam, you're cooking the best food, yeah. and once a year you see white people come, and every once a year they're being rude, racist. If it's the same like, white people, then cool, but if it's, yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah, but what naturally happens, isn't it? So maybe as black people, when we go abroad, maybe we can be like, you know what? I understand their biases are wrong and I don't agree with it, but because those biases still exist, mm. let me do my best to make sure that I don't, you know, you look after com- your, you know, compound your those biases. Yeah. yeah. I hear that still. Mm. Right, that way's so, better for that way's good for black community. I hear you still. Cool. So you know, we've said all the benefits of you know black people from the UK traveling and getting these experiences. How can we use these like advantages and these benefits that we pick up from traveling to better our UK community, our UK black community? Yeah. If that has anyone got any? Yeah. Ideas? So yeah, there's loads. I mean, I think social media where a lot of us are. I think once we start putting these images out there it makes it more realistic you know like if you know that our oh, homeboy we grew up in the same area yeah, yeah, yeah. same age Young t- slightly different jobs or whatever yeah, but yeah. he's out there doing <laughs> x y and z it shows that it's possible danny yeah, yeah. wonders is an example i absolutely love the guy to bits yeah. so inspirational yeah went to the bet awards la shooting stars and etc and even prior to that like when he went to ghana last year and hmm. was you know creating really empowering uh, photography and etc. So just utilizing the love of travel of what he loves to do or just even traveling just because. And I mm. think that's what makes me, um, you know, not only proud as a traveler, but a black traveler. Cause mm. once I'm seeing these images and hearing these stories and these experiences, it makes me more keen to, and it, it creates like a, a, a safe space, more yeah. of an open space for me too. And knowing that I have that thing in common with this girl or this guy, I can easily DM them and 100. say, hey, wow, that's amazing that you 100. went to Prague. Let me know yeah. what it was like. If you told me five years ago that I'd go to Prague, <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd yeah. be a bit confused. I'd be like, why? What <laughs> why business I do Prague, I have in Prague? Czech That's... Republic? Yeah. Went there last year, one of the best girls trips. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. It was vibes. Wow. You know? And also amazing. to continue answering your question, yeah. uh, one thing that we can do is, obviously, when we, two things we need to do, right? Not just one thing, but one thing in total. If we go to another country, another civilization, another culture, another way of life, another society mm. with an open mind, and naturally, it's England, right? So, as great as we are, there are some things we are lacking in. Yeah, you go to another country, you identify it, call these systems in place, go great and work for this way, work for these group of people. If I make a particular iteration about it, yeah. bring it back to London or UK, yeah, yeah. and we apply it here. 100. You know, you look at some painters. Some painters got their greatest inspirations from by literally just point. looking at other great, you know, buildings around the world. Or some philosophers looked at, you know, went to we travelled a bit. Obviously, them times, yeah. he used to have cruises. He took like eighty weeks to go to a particular place, yeah. but still, yeah, when you went, so when you're able to go to another country, look at it, and then you can bring it back and apply mm. them kind of system. For example, mm. um, look at some of our best restaurants. Some of our, yeah, some of our best restaurants aren't even British. Yeah, yeah that's true, fam. 
So that's just an example as to how yeah, we can, yeah, yeah. you know, how people are already bringing it. But I guess what you're, talk, you're, talk, you're trying to say is how we can do it specific, yeah. specifically that's a good point. in our black community. No, that is a good that's point. a great yeah. point. Yeah, so yeah. like literally this podcast, what do we do? We find issues within our black community and we find solutions. So mm. that's a great point. You go abroad, you see something that, you know, it works, that it is solving the problem that we've identified you tweak it a bit or you do whatever, you, you adapt it to make it applicable to us. Yeah. And, and, and just because that problem is being solved fantastically or that company or that software or that um, clothes or that thing works abroad, yeah. just because it's, it's been monopolised abroad doesn't mean that you can't do it here, mm. you know? <laughs> you know, for example, you know, you know, you know that it's, it's, it's excelling there. You know, you find iteration, you, you change it a bit, you do it here, you do it legally, you don't plagiarize, you don't copy, yeah. you don't you brand differently, but you still bring it here. And you're like, you know what? They're in the US, that's fine. I can do it here. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, for example, you, you look at, um, you know, Uber didn't start here, right? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Whereas we had Halo taxis here first, right? But Uber came from the US mm. or came from the, their place, mm. came to the UK and brought their way of life here. So that's an example of how a white owned company has done it, right? Yeah. So we can do something similar. Yeah. We go abroad, keep our eyes open, yeah. see that these systems work here. Yeah. With a few tweaks, no plagiarizing oh. of course, yeah. no copyright, <laughs> our own authentic version. Yeah. We can do that. Absolutely. Fact, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah no, it reminds me of one of my favourite quotes, like good artists copy, great artists steal. <laughs> and that was the, that's basically how BB Travel Meetup like came to life as well because you stole it yeah when I said oh, no, yeah. no no we saw that there were so many pages that were doing this in the US like black travel like yeah. black people going to India Malaysia like Morocco and Taiwan all from the states Ghana goodness um, so you know I saw that and I thought wow that's amazing but is there not one in the UK that exists and there no. literally wasn't yeah. so we created that mm. so yeah how, how many countries have you been to do you know what? You've been I'm 12 and 12 months or something. Yeah, that's More than my whole much, flipping yeah. life, mate. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> no, that's um, good though. I have and what about you, Sam? You said six, right? 12. Nigeria, America, Holland, Spain, Greece. Is Lake District England or Wales? <laughs> that, I'm done. <laughs> I've got a list. Like six though. Is it is England? Is it England? Oh, fair right. Okay, in Africa, I've been to Ethiopia. Ghana, Morocco, Nigeria, South Africa, Tunisia. In Asia, I've been to China and Dubai. In the Caribbean, Barbados, Dominican Republic. In Europe, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, France, Greece, Hungary, Italy, Malta, Monaco, Netherlands, Portugal, Prague, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Turkey. Central America, Canada, Mexico, US, New York. So about 98. Just a couple. You're on 30 plus. So 35 plus maybe. I I think, yeah, that's in the thing. That is about yeah. Come on, baby, we do it properly. But, um, Wait, do you have? Do you get extra annual? Okay, yeah. I guess like because some of them are with work, innit? Yeah. You can pretend to work, you know what? Yeah, of. yeah. Also, apologies. Um, <laughs> we all work very hard. We do. Come on, um, love we that. Deserve love that. every holiday. <laughs> um, no, I get the normal holidays. I used to get that asked that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just the normal ones. And I think that's another amazing thing about like travel blogging we're not a, cu- a secret community that keeps <laughs> quiet on these things there are so many ways to utilize it there was even like a white british man and he wrote a telegraph article about how he d- 
did 14 holidays in a year with just the normal standard. See, I don't believe those people, man. You can actually do it. It's possible. uh, How? 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 I I know guys who've done done 10 countries already, you know. No, but I'm saying with normal annual leave. I feel like these people have secret annual leave, fam. It's it's utilising your your loo days. If you do, um, what you call it, overtime or whatever, getting those days back. Bank holidays. And you can do weekends as well. Like, you go to Europe, you don't need to annual leave to go to Europe. You know, you you, you start on Thursday, you work from home on a Friday or, or, you know. Work from home, yeah, you pay good. I've been from the airport (laughs) to work so many times on a weekend. Yeah, like, and I make sure that I land at like seven in the morning, even though it's obviously crazy and you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just to ensure that I get in for like nine-ish or stuff. Wow, but bro. there's so many ways that you can mm. utilize your annual leave. Okay, because like, that, that takes away, I was going to say hindrances. Like, I guess I was going to mention that some people have enough annual leave or some people may feel that it's long traveling with the annual. Oh, it's not even work. a priority. It's not a priority. For example, you might want to save for a wedding, wedding for example. Yeah. Sam, for yeah. example, right? you might want to save what? for a wedding. What? Is this kind of. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, what's the hashtag, Sam? Allow me, man. You might want to save for a wedding. You're the one that's better than that. Yeah, exactly. So you, you might want to wait for a wedding, but you know that traveling is going to cost peas. I thought to one guy, I won't say his name, you know him as well. I asked him, I asked him, how do you travel so much? He goes, I ain't saving nothing, bro. My boy, he ain't saving anything. He just he blowing the money. Oh, okay. But yeah. that's his pride. That's his phase of his life. The next two years, that's yeah. his phase. That's all right for him. Okay, what well, about money then? Like traveling's expensive, I fam. I mean, some people are with the mentality of "What if I die tomorrow?" See, which could be like this guy yeah. like live those experiences. And I'm not gonna lie, there was a point where I was in that um, maybe in 2015, 2016. I was literally blowing money fast. Were you um, 14 going clubs in Barcelona? Shout out, sugar daddy. But oh my god, god forbid. <laughs> Mom, it's I'm not joking, true. I'm joking, but, um, I'm joking. I, auntie, no. sorry, I'm joking. I'm joking, man. I can't, but um, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I just didn't really see it as a priority. Like, obviously, when payday comes, like, you have, you know, your your different pots that things are going into, like, mm. you know, there's money for the future house and other stuff like that, but there was never money for, like, rainy days. So, like, what if you just emergency, like, on an emergency, you, you lose your X job. amount, I yeah. didn't have that. Say that again? Or you just lose your job. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, but um yeah. yeah, like I never really thought of it in that way. But mm. it's just about like personal choices and etc. But now I'm very happy to say that I'm saving whilst I'm traveling. This yeah. year I'm not actually traveling frequently. Obviously last year was a mad one because I was traveling every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was when I started to just put things together. And again, social media, like seeing people, like leading up to the new year, I saw a lot of people like um, sell like budget templates and stuff. And I've never personally used one. Yeah. Mm. And I really like the fact that holidays were taken into account in that. So, mm. so that yeah. personally helps me mm. to mm-hmm. save. And it's nice to know that I don't feel guilty. Well, to be honest, I never yeah. feel guilty with travel. <laughs> and how, how do you, how, sorry, how do you, both, how do you guys find good deals? So, oh, um, the oh stuff like Secret list. Escapes, Groupon. Sorry? you got Lyft. Me too, please. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Move with Doyen. Like, she... Um, right, shout out, move, move with Doyen. She's still, a man. babe. She's in Ukraine having a great time. She posts really good threads. Like, yeah. amazing, amazing oh, yeah, threads. Yeah, yeah. They go viral, man. And she works with Skyscanner as well. So okay. they're able to send her deals. But Because um, you went Barbados like for go. £700 or something. Yeah. When I was looking, it was like... I know a guy who paid one bags. grand, but everything was included. Food and everything. Was that everything yeah. included? Your yeah, six yeah, yeah. But he found out a secret escapes. I know, we'll talk. We'll talk. I've got your number, but don't worry about no, that. No, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk, um, Seriously, for hotels, my number one is booking.com. And the more that you, you use it, you yeah. get like rewards and baby. stuff. Yeah. You become like a genius member, so you get like really good discounts. Yeah. 
on a hotel. So booking.com, absolutely for hotels. That's the only Love place that. that I go to. Flight, Skyscanner is also good. Kayak. I'm having an Amex card is good, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, get, I, get I get that still. I get that still. I get that still. Yeah, nothing, yeah. And stuff. And also, when you go, when you're working with clients and you go and you're working, you go, you're traveling for work, make sure that when you're booking these um, hotels, you're you getting the reward. So my company booked me bare best Western hotels and that. But nice. is it a company card? No, no, no. You book your company books it or you book it, oh. and then you get the points because you don't want to stay in. Yeah, okay. jeez. Yeah. I like yeah. That. So I, I, I've been to bare places for free. I need to pattern up. And then also, um, also. Of course, everything in moderation, everything balanced. Mm. So what you can do is think a year from now, I want to go to 10 countries next year. Cool, it's going to cost me X, Y, Z. How much do I have to save this year so I can go to the country next year? Because a lot of people who are doing 10, 20 countries a month, Mm. a year, they don't decide that this year, you know. They decided last year, these are the countries I'm going to go to and I'm going to save towards it. So it becomes seamless. And I guess another hindrance with that in mind is that, like Hannah, for example, you mentioned that you have itineraries, you plan everything to a T. Me, I'm a very good, the flu kind of guy. So what if... Like, uh, do, do, does everyone have to be that kind of person? No, to, not at all. I mean, I like a bit of both, to be honest. Like, yeah. um, because I've traveled with like loads of close friends, casual friends, the BB Travel Meetup crew. Like, we went to Berlin for Carnival earlier this month. But I'm very easygoing. But I guess it depends on the vibe. So, my friend, that I'm going to Venice with. Like, she will go with you. She'll send you the money. <laughs> she'll meet. She'll be yeah, frequent. Yeah. But in terms of things to do and places to go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no She's clue sure, yeah, so yeah. she almost depends on me to do that and i genuinely do not mind i'm that friend still. and then you've got <laughs> other friends that are just like yeah let's do whatever like somewhere like bali like i don't think you'd have to plan that down to a t because there's just so much to do like you could just decide on the day okay i want to do this swing thing i want to go to that like it's it's like a a place that never sleeps you I, know? I i'm going there later travel. this year I prefer solo travel. Oh, yeah. When I, okay. so when I was in South Africa, I got a new job and I had to spend the first three weeks there training with strangers. I preferred mm. that than, because um, I just do my own thing anyway, right? Mm. I still like going in groups and stuff, mm. but solo travel, I don't have to worry about anyone else who doesn't have money. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I don't have to worry about any liabilities, anyone who's feeling ill. Yeah, but yeah. then, yeah, hey, listen, you got no one to answer to then, fam. If you're blowing five bags in a club or but whatever, then no. Well, if I go, if I go <laughs> traveling, I pretty much went by myself. I went with my brother, obviously. There's people in Lagos. Yeah. You'll see people there. Get out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Cool. We, we I can, feel you. There, yeah. quick, I had one quick hindrance that yeah. I wanted to touch before we finish. Mm. So that mindset issue that I mentioned, how do we tackle that? So I don't. I some people don't have the mindset to see the importance of travel or care. Like, but, mm. I know it's not necessarily a bad thing, but if we're speaking about the advantages now, how do you change that mindset? After, uh, so mm. from how would you compare how you felt now? To oh two, yes. two hours ago? Uh, it's, it's what's, what's the swayed you, right? Yeah, head and toe. So, so look yeah. at that. So, so we 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 haven't just said. Um, we haven't just said you're broke because we don't want to travel. Yeah, I'm not because I'm not exactly. Yeah. You look sweet today, for example. Yeah, my boy, come yeah. on. Remember, I even asked if you went to church today. We said no, but it's cool. Come yeah. on, bro. And um, so we've educated you on, or we've maybe reminded you yeah. of some of the benefits of traveling. I even thought your question was, "How do I feel now as a 20 X Y Z year old compared to how I felt 10 years ago?" Maybe right. because I'm Be- saying like experience and life and. Like, this is not the first of this kind of convo that I've had. I've had this convo with other people as well. And people's education of me, including you guys today, has opened my eyes to it. So, so that's that's a, And also, that's sometimes, if you have that friend who you know is against travelling, yeah. cool, it's her birthday. It's his birthday. Bro, I'm going to Amsterdam next and, week. And then I'm, bro, no. Bro, I spent money on this week. Bro, 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 why are your money back, and That's when I started emotional. <laughs> no, but no, 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 I don't know. I'm, uh, what we say? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> 
or, or for example, yeah. you can't force someone, right? Yeah, but you most of them, you, you educate them on the benefits. You don't just say travel, travel is cool. You look at what they like. What do they like? Do they like experiencing new things? Do they like maybe some people just like looking at different parties and different yeah, places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Other people who go to party holidays because they want to see a different party to, to, to London. True right? Some people, you know, London's party strip isn't all that. Oh no. Mm. You go to Miami, you see the strip. You go to Barcelona, you see the strip. Mm. You go to Lagos, you see the strip, right? Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people just love that. Yeah. Some people like Miami strip clubs, for example. I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying you, but I ain't been Miami before. Huh? Oh wow. Anyway, uh, you, you're the one who's been to America. So I won't say anything, innit? <laughs> So I think the next section, the last section was um, uh, basically just chatting about what Hannah. I say, what did I tell you about him having the phone up, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm around. Uh, so Hannah, you've got a few startups apart from BB Travel Meetup. Yeah. You've got um, the Ladies Who Fellowship and you've got Pursue Your Passion mm-hmm. and We Are Black Journalists. Mm-hmm. So generally, from what I know, is that they're all sort of forum spaces for, you know, the different groups to meet up and sort of share like what works and stuff like that so you're just like you're you're just a g like like what made you like start all these things up and you know i mean secretly there's actually two of me the other one is at home sleeping um i don't know i mean i i definitely do believe in the saying jack of all trades master of all i think you can work on you know different uh ventures of interest and just pursue them and grow for them so ladies who fellowship it's literally Christian women like myself, like gathering to, you know, just share things that we're curious about in our faith, like things that we go through in general. So it's mm. just been really nice to sort of like create that. Like we've probably had in total maybe, well, we're currently doing a sweepstake because right. I'm meant to count back from how many meetings we've had since we launched in 2014. Yeah, and whoever yeah. wins gets like a spa thing or whatever. But okay. um, yeah, so it's been really great just to sort of like uh, create that common like shared interest. And mm. that just started from, me thinking why not mm. putting a message out on social media and building a community of over 100 women pursue your passion me someone that's very like career driven um one thing that i really just want there to be more access to for younger people that feel a little bit disillusioned unsure about what steps to take forward is that there is a, a direction that they can go through and that's mm. through the love of mentoring and and i'm very big on like encouraging people to network from a young age so that when they leave the the structure that is mm. full-time education they don't feel so like lost and like mm. oh, what am i meant to do after i graduate yeah. so yeah we hold events um regularly and uh, we are black journalists is my latest venture and it touches on what we were talking about earlier when you know i noticed that the, this particular department that i was at, at the beeb last year it aired um programs that uh were to be previewed in countries uh like mm. all over the continent mm. but if you look at people in the office wow everyone was white love that which was crazy well, and i don't love that but yeah no yeah please don't <laughs> um because i think the thing about it that was really bad is um yeah. Yeah, it just reminds me of this saying like media can't reflect society if society is not reflected in the media mm. and i thought i'm not seeing that am i in this particular part of my organization and i'm meeting a lot of amazing black journalists so why don't i create this platform where we gather where we connect and where we discuss Mm. Um, and just show that we are visible. So it's been mm. really great to great, create man. that. It can get a bit mad. I mean, thankfully, I do have like really good team members and interns and stuff that like help out, but mm. it's manageable. <clears throat> and I'm used to doing like a million different things. Like, even yeah. on my way to this studio, I wrote like two newsletters, an oh email, day, and three social media posts. Nuts. But it's, it's normal, it's life, I guess. 
But even though I'm a bit of a workaholic, I do know how to shut off though. I'm quite good at that. <laughs> that that's Balance. the other side of sleeping at home. Balance, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of sleeping at home, I think, Ira, you got anything else to add? No, we're good. We really appreciate you. come to the end of the pod. Oh, guys. Hannah, so beautiful, man. Love it, love it. Thank you so we're much for coming on. for hours more, you know. Honestly, we'll, we'll do a part two, innit? Like, we'll do a part two. We'll get like someone else on because i got a friend who runs a blog called Bankrupt and we'll get some people on next time. Even Doyen as well. Get Doyen as well. She's come to events. We went to uni. She's great. Oh my god, wow. yeah. which was so. Uh, I'm not going to say the union. No. Okay, so, uh, so that's um, being cut out. Yeah, Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, where, where can you find you on social media? Um, Hannah underscore Ajala. Jeez, I've said I love that. I love that. So Ajala, um, your BBC, BB Travel Meetup, all in one word. Yes. Oh, we have an event um, on the twenty. 20- 7th of July it's going to be a summer day party oh, hey, we got to go to so that come, yeah, come roll, roll, roll. save the date in your diary since there's 300 million day parties in London that's a Saturday actually isn't it yeah, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday the 27th of July Good yeah it's true there's going to be a lot of day parties there still. there's about 5 million <laughs> but um, yeah we'll send out details of that come. hey Sam and thanks for having me guys You're right, always Sam. man always always Sam always. where can we find you baby follow me Sam I'll do Nigeria Sam underscore Aluko on hey. everything um Follow the podcast at My City Podcast on everything. Leave a review. Leave a review, subscribe, share, help us grow, all of that. Follow your boy Ire. Follow me on Instagram at Ire.ae, which is I R E dot A E. And follow me on Twitter at Ire Lewa, which is I R A Y L I W A. Thanks for tuning in. Love, man. In a bit, in a bit, in a bit.